Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. So, I mean, what a special time to be alive, right? Like, I'm, I know it's been crazy, but like, if things stay the same, they're going to stay the same, right? You know, and I feel like God is always orchestrating events in, in, in the world and in our lives to put us in a position, first and foremost, for him to be glorified and to put us in a position to just step out and be that light and touch people. And so I was on um, devotion this morning, and yesterday when I was praying, I heard the word epoch. And the word epoch means an event or a time marked by an event that begins a new period or development. And and immediately when I heard that, I thought about the whole Roe versus Wade thing. Because in that moment, I feel like we were extended mercy. You know what I mean? That God's moving on us again to give us an opportunity to really step out and be used by him and pray. And we're supposed to look different. You know what I mean? And we're supposed to... The, the line is getting drawn, that line that you standing on the fence, there ain't going to be no fence. It's like you're going to be on one side or you're going to be on the other. And with Feed the Multitudes this year, it's like we are poised for a move of God. And these people are tired, they're hungry, they're desperate, they're broken. And so I'm expecting miracles, signs, and wonders. And the Lord gave me the same word that he gave me for this year which goes with joyful anticipation. So I want to stir inside of you, not just for feed the multitudes, but in this season in our lives, this is the end. We, we only, this is our time, the body of Christ to stand, to stand up and allow him to flow through us and touch people. And we know at the end of the day, we can't do anything. We're just a conduit for the love of Jesus to flow through. So He's putting us in a position practically tomorrow to do that, to touch people's lives. And he gave me Isaiah 35 in the Passion Translation. So <laughs> prepare yourself. Just listen to this. It is, it's, it's so encouraging and amazing. It says, the wilderness and dry land will be joyously glad. The desert will blossom like a rose and rejoice. Even dry and barren places will burst forth with abundant blossoms dancing and spinning with delight. Lebanon's lush splendor covers it, the magnificent beauty of Carmel and Sharon. My people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, the beautiful grandeur of our God. Strengthen those who are discouraged. Energize those who feel defeated. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. Look, here comes your God. He is breaking through to give you victory. He comes to avenge your enemies. With divine retribution, he comes to save you. Then blind eyes will open and deaf ears will hear. Then the lame will leap like playful deer and the tongue-tied will, will sing songs of triumph. Gushing water will spring up in the wilderness and streams will flow through the desert. The burning sand will become a refreshing oasis. The parched ground bubbling springs and the dragons lair a meadow with grass, reeds, and papyrus. There will be a highway of holiness called the sacred way. The impure will not be permitted on this road, but it will be accessible to God's people. And even fools will, and not even fools will lose their way. Praise the Lord. 
The lion will not be found there. No wild beast will travel on it. They will not be found there. But the redeemed will find a pathway on it. Yahweh's ransom ones will return with glee to Zion. They will enter with a song of rejoicing and be crowned with everlasting joy. Ecstatic joy will overwhelm them. Weariness and grief will disappear. So I wanted, I'm not going to go into depth with this because this is a big old bad boy, uh, Matthew Henry commentary, but there's a couple points on here. It says after, so this scripture was following a prediction of God's judgment and, and this scripture is a promise of great mercy to be had in store for the church. After a black and dreadful scene of confusion in the foregoing chapter, we have this bright and pleasant one. They shall see the glory of the Lord. God will manifest himself more than ever in his grace and love to mankind. The feeble and faint-hearted will be encouraged. It says God's ministers and prophets are in special manner charged by virtue of their office to strengthen the weak hands to comfort those who could not yet recover the fright. People are going through all kind of stuff. We're just a conduit. The Holy Ghost does the work, but we are in position. We're stepping out in faith. We're going to touch people. We're going to let the love of Jesus and the joy of the Lord flow through us to touch them. I'm telling you, expect miracles, signs, and wonders. It says, wonders shall be wrought in the kingdom, both of nature and grace. By the word and the spirit of Christ, those that were spiritually blind were enlightened. Those who were deaf were made to hear. Those who were impotent to everything good by divine grace were made able for it. Those that were dumb and knew not how to speak of God or to God had their understandings opened. The tongue of the dumb, the dumb sang for joy, the joy of God's salvation. And this is my favorite part. The Spirit shall be poured out from on high. The Holy Spirit shall be poured out from on high. There shall be waters and streams, rivers of living water in the wilderness where no one, where people, where one would least expect it shall waters break out. These waters are said to break out, which denotes a pleasing surprise to the world, such that brought them into a new world. The blessed effect of this shall be that parched ground shall become a pool. Those that labored and were heavy laden under the burden of guilt and were scorched with the sense of divine wrath found rest and refreshment and abundant comforts in the gospel. In the thirsty land where no water was, no ordinances, there shall be springs of water, a gospel ministry. And by that administration of the gospel, in their purity and plenty, which are the rivers that make glad the city of our God. The habitation of dragons who dwell in the parched, scorched ground, these waters shall flow and dispossess them. Which means knock them out, so that where each lay shall be grass and reeds and rushes, great plenty of useful productions. Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that for such a time as this, Lord, that you had mercy on us, that we are in a moment of time, a changing, Lord God, in the way that we see life and do life, that there's a shaking and a shifting. Lord, we are filled with a joyful anticipation that you have orchestrated all of these events for your glory, Lord, for the final outpouring of your spirit on your people. 
people, Father God, miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you just for divine moments, Father God, where people's hearts will be opened to hear the gospel. Like Pastor Frank said, it's easy. Jesus had, Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. Father, we thank you, Lord. You have a plan. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So we allow you tomorrow to close the deal, to close the sale, meaning go for it. Go for that salvation. We admonish you to try to pray for 10 to 20 people or 50 people. Go for it. This isn't about giving out food. This isn't about you dipping your little cute little spoon and giving them a bunch of food. Stop it. Stop it. We're not interested in that. We can do that. That's the whole problem with Christians. Sorry. Is that's all we've been doing is just giving them food. Not even just open your mouth and just going to shove you in more food. This isn't about the food tomorrow. Everyone say that. It's not about the food. It's about you. You've got to open your mouth. Somebody needs to hear your testimony. So we allow you. If you've got to get out of the food line and say, excuse me, excuse me, I, everybody's got to, we get it. It's all good. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. For God so loved the world. Share your time. We allow you. We allow you. Everyone, you got that. You got your job description. Somebody's going to be there at the right time. Frank and I, 50 years ago next year, found ourselves on the lakefront of New Orleans. And somebody preached the gospel. They didn't shove food down my face. They preached the gospel. And it was the life change in 1973. Woo! In August. How about you? Somebody's going to be there tomorrow. Amen. I want to go real quick to John 6. And we won't be long with this. We're going to get ready to pray. And we'll pray again for souls, souls, souls. John 6, what happened in 1990, if you want to know a little bit about the history. We built this building. As you can see, it's, it's ragtag because of Hurricane Ida blew through in last August, and we're still fixing and repairing. And, but in 88, we built this building, and we built it in the worst time ever in New Orleans. The economy was shot worse than it is now. The inflation was about 17%, the interest rate. And it was the worst time ever. And we built, we began to build. And, and anyways, we just blew it. We just, it was just a disaster. And the build was a disaster. Everything that went wrong went wrong. But in 1990, as we just tried to get past all of this mess, we, it was, the story is just, her, banks reneged on the loan. It just, the, the codes were changing. This was the largest building at the time in Jefferson Parish, so they just kept changing all the codes. Each code was more money, more hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we got to a point where we couldn't finish the building. And in 1990, we had this unbelievable download about, now listen, this is where you come in. If you can just give your two fish, God's going to do something amazing. And if you can find somebody else in a worse position than you are, that's when the supernatural becomes, comes in. Well, it became very apparent and very easy to find other people worse than us. We were beyond losing our building. We're beyond all of that. We couldn't meet the note. 
our congregation was dwindling. It was, you know, it was just bad. It was real bad. We actually had hawked our house to begin to, we took a second mortgage in our home to, to help the debt. It was like throwing a penny into the ocean. But God did something amazing in 1990, and that was our first Feed the Multitudes. And the whole scripture was be the, the five loaves and the two fish. That's what we came in at. We said, Lord, we got, we got two fish and we got five loaves. Everyone say two fish. And so that's what we can bring to the table. I know that many of you probably have a whole lot of that, and I'm glad. But I, I can relate to a two-fish family. I was a high school dropout. I was pregnant at 14 years old. I grew up in Slidell. Anybody that grows, in, grows up in Slidell, you might as well name them all two fish. If I, if there was, there was nothing phenomenal about Paris Bailey. She, her grades would have been that two fish grade C's. You know, those good old C's, probably a few little D's. It was just all about two fish. My dad woke up and he worked at a two fish company. My mother, she stayed home half the time. In fact, one day she decided that she too was going to get another two fish job. And there we were living in Slidell and all we could bring to the table was two fish. But God does something amazing like he did in that story. That mother woke up and she, that little boy said, I heard there's a man coming to town and I want to go have lunch with this man. I heard he could do something amazing. And that mom did something that she did every day of her life. There was nothing unusual. She grabbed two fish. She said, here, Mr. Two Fish Son, Mama Two Fish gave him two fish. Papa Two Fish had gone fishing the night before. It wasn't a pistacular, whatever it's called, fishing thing. He just had a few little minnows because, you know, these fish weren't big because, you know, the little boy had to carry them. So the mama had baked bread. She said, honey, go ahead. Here's two fish. Everyone say two fish. Mama Two Fish said it to Son Two Fish, and Son Two Fish went on his way because he was just going to go to another meeting. He had nothing to do today because, after all, it was just a two fish kind of day. Nothing spectacular, nothing unusual. But something happened that day. He came across two fish person that knew how to turn his two fish life all around. Jesus put forth an unbelievable equation to his disciples. He said, these people are hungry, and we got to figure out how to feed them. Philip didn't get the equation. Philip just started doing the math. He said, this is impossible, even 200 denarii. Jesus laughed. But Andrew saw something. Woo! He saw that two-fish little boy. He's going to see you. He's going to know all about you. He sees the two fish, and he knows that that's enough for him. What you have is enough for the table. You got what it takes tomorrow when you face everybody that's out there. Because they're coming, they're hungry, but we don't want to give them food. We want to give them the manna from heaven. And so let's all pray. Let's all stand up. I thank God for that little two-fish boy. I thank God that I was able, that he took my two fish, and he's been able to use it for the glory of God. Whatever you have, 
You have enough for your life. You have enough for your ministry. You have enough to break and make an impact on your city. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what we have is all is enough. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the faces tomorrow, the people that we'll talk to, the people that we'll touch. Lord, the shoes that will be dispersed, the shoes, the people that all the feet that we'll pray for. Father, we pray for the feet. Lord, we pray for the mouths. Lord, we pray for all the hair, all the hair that's going to be cut, all the clipping and the shaving of hair. Lord, that you know that our hairs are numbered. We pray for all the washing of the hair, Father God, all the serving, all the salvation, all the songs, all the gospel. Lord, will you come? Bring those angels with those watermelons. You come and you multiply. Lord Jesus, we remember that you lifted up your eyes and you prayed. You prayed over that gospel feast. Lord, we pray that you would come down. Fresh wave, fresh move, fresh rain, fresh breath, Father God. Breath of heaven. We pray for signs and wonders. We pray for the lost to be saved. Father God, whoever comes on this property tomorrow will leave change forevermore. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.